I'm glad you guys are here this morning, and I'm excited to continue on in our journey through Mark as we have been doing for the past couple of weeks on our Sunday morning and in our D groups. It's been cool to, uh, to teach on Sunday mornings about a chapter and then really dive in deep in the, uh, in the afternoons in our D groups. It's been really cool. So I've really enjoyed that. So I really would invite you to come and be a part of our D groups tonight and uh, to really dive in. There's some really, really cool stuff that happened in this chapter of Mark. And uh, if you can be a part, we'd love to have you. And then uh, we've, we've got in our Go teams, uh, Nathan sent out an email yesterday. I'm really excited about our Go teams are going to be doing some, uh, some songwriting this afternoon, which I'm really stoked about um, f- to go along with the series. And then uh, y'all have done just a tremendous job on our announcements, um, and I'm really stoked with how that's going. And uh, you guys have just killed that. Um, and then our basketball is still going on. Our hospitality, hospitality, if you're on the hospitality team, we need you here today because uh, we have a lot of visitors that we're making bags for. We've had a lot of visitors in the past two weeks and uh, we're gonna be taking those bags to their house. So we need the tell team and make sure that you're here. The uh, hospitality and the welcome team, make sure that you're here for that because uh, we've got a lot going on. So we're actually probably going to be taking multiple people with us to go deliver these bags. And that's just been super cool going to these folks' houses. And I just tell them thanks for coming. And uh, it's been really awesome. So if you can be a part of that, Make sure you're here at 3.45, and uh, you won't miss too much of the Georgia game. It kicks off at 2.30, and I love the dogs, but we're probably going to lose anyway. So um, I know that's like no faith in the Bulldogs. I know it's, it's, it's horrible. I mean, I, now I know what it's like to be a Tech fan. Like, I just, I get it now. So just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. If you have your Bibles or you have your electronic devices, I want you to turn to Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5. And as you're turning there, I want to remind you about next Sunday. Next Sunday, we're going to have a joint uh, Bible study on Sunday morning, which will have us, 7th and 8th grade, 5th through 6th, and your parents, if they want to join us, will all be in the gym. One of my good friends, Carl Kirby, is coming, and uh, he is brilliant. This dude is has got it going on. He helped a guy named Ken Ham, if you've ever heard of that name. He helped Ken Ham uh, start the Creation Museum up in Cincinnati, and he had a big hand. He is, I'm telling you, I've never met a, a, a guy that is more... Uh, just he's genius level smart and um, he's going to be here with us next Sunday morning he's going to have this big presentation then allow you to ask questions if you've ever had any questions about creation or evolution or anything like that how does it fit in the Bible if it doesn't if it's not answered in his talk he will answer it next week so make sure you're here for that and if you have a friend at school or if you have a teacher that's like you're like button heads about creation and evolution and that stuff, or if you have a friend who just doesn't really understand, bring them next week because it, it'll be so clear because Carl just, he explains it perfectly. So I want you to be a part of that. Make sure you're here next Sunday. So I just wanted to remind you. And that's why we were coming home from our fall retreat on Friday, after, or excuse me, on Saturday afternoon. So Friday night we'll head up 
and uh, have a study, get in our bunks, have just a good time, and then that Saturday morning, we're getting up early, and we're going to, uh, to do some rafting down the Ocoee. We're not doing like these sissy rivers in Georgia. We're going to Tennessee and going to do an Ocoee, and they've got like three or four class four rapids, and uh, if you've never done that, it's awesome. And then... Um, and then doing high rope stuff and zip line. And, and so you make sure you uh, sign up for that. We want you to be a part. Uh, we've got our, not, this year we're doing something different. Instead of t-shirts, we're going a different route. You're actually getting two things uh, for going this weekend. And it's included in your cost. And it's just, it's going to be super cool. So uh, really excited. So how many of you guys were here last Sunday for Brandon Snyder? Man, it was uh, just a great Sunday. And uh, I was so encouraged that God just worked that out. He, he put the plan in place that Brandon was the guy who needed to be here. I love Gordon, and I was so glad that, um, that he was willing to be a part. But Brandon being here, it was, just, it was just super cool. And I was just so encouraged by his faith. And, and I was very encouraged with how sincere he is. And he was when I was talking to him on the phone. He loves Jesus, and he just wants to make Jesus known. And he was overjoyed when uh, we got to hang with him. And he, he got pumped up being here. And then he got pumped up as we were at the ball game. Uh, and a few of us went and sat in the nosebleeds and watched the Braves' last game in Turner Field, which was super awesome. And uh, that was just really cool. And we were talking on Tuesday or Wednesday, and uh, we were just texting back and forth uh, with each other. And he had saw one of my posts about being with my family and was just encouraging me on this. And he said, uh, he said, check out my view where I'm at. And Willie, do we have that, we have that picture of Brandon? Um, he said, check out my view of uh, what I'm looking at right now. And I'm like, oh man, he's killing me. You know, that little baby boy. But then do you notice what's on his left wrist? How about that? He's got our wristband on. He was wearing it during the game. And uh, he, he said, dude, I'm not taking it off. He said, that's what I want to do. I want to love God and reach people. And uh, it was just super cool. So I wanted to encourage you with that so that you will be encouraged by a pro ball player. And I'm really praying that, uh, that he will be back in Atlanta next year and he'll be able to hang with us because he was looking for somewhere to, to be a part. And so hopefully he'll, uh, he'll be joining us a lot more. And, and he's just an awesome dude. So I was really encouraged again about his, uh, his story and his testimony and how he put his, his faith in Jesus. And, and have you ever heard that saying before, you know, put your faith in the Lord? That's one of those churchy things that we've, we've heard. We've probably even said it. You just need to put your faith in Jesus. Or, or you've heard a pastor or teacher or preacher say, man, just put your faith in the Lord and, and he'll come in. And if we were really to wrap our brains around faith and what faith is, that's a really difficult thing to do. I mean, that's just, if we were really to... To, to really put all of our weight in faith, because think about it, especially faith in Christ, faith in this Christian faith that we have, that's what it's all wrapped up on. Because if you think about it, we worship a God who we say created the universe in six days and, and uh, everything in it and on it and rested on the seventh who spoke through a burning bush, who flooded the earth and then restarted with a family. We believe in a God who, who 
let a guy named Job go through everything, torment. His whole family was, was killed. His livestock killed, and he was covered with boils. Goes through all this stuff, and he, stills give, he still gives praises to his father. And we believe in a God who sent his son to live a perfect life and die on the cross for our sins for for a crime that that was he didn't do anything wrong he dies on the cross for our sins he raises from the dead so there's 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 evidence of him dying there's also evidence of him raising from the dead he raises from the dead and then after that he ascends into heaven and then church starts and acts and we believe in all this we believe in a God who starts everything we believe all that stuff and what does that take it really takes faith it is really hard and I get it it's hard to wrap a brain around and you guys uh, have been so blessed to, to know this and you know these facts and you know these as truths but for someone who is kind of outside or someone you've actually tried to share your, share your life with or share your faith with, that's what, you, that's what everything hangs on is your faith because that's what it takes. It takes faith to rest our beliefs on a God that we cannot see. It takes faith to believe in a Jesus that died on the cross and we have that evidence, and our main source of evidence is through this book. That takes a lot of faith. And this morning, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of people in Scripture that displayed a massive amount of faith. And today, my hope is that you will be encouraged by not only what you read, but encouraged in your faith journey, because we're in two different spots. We're, 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 we'll get to that in a second, but we're, we're in a couple of different spots in here in our faith journey. And so as we just dive into Mark chapter 5, I invite you to turn there if you haven't already. Mark chapter 5, and we're going to start in verse 21 and read a few verses, and then we'll kind of move right along. And, and so if you have uh, your, your Bibles turned there, if you don't have a Bible, we would love to give you one, and it will be our gift to you this morning. So, so if you don't have one, just lift up your hand. One of our leaders will give you one, and uh, otherwise, we'll follow along. Let's pray. We'll dive in. God, I love you, and I thank you. I thank you for your word that is always true. I thank you for your word that never fails. And so, Father, I pray that you would speak to us this morning through your word. Don't let it be uh, some dude on a stage. God, let it be your words that come out of my lips. God, put me aside and you ahead, Lord. And I pray that you encourage these students this morning. God, I'm so encouraged in the songs that we sang and the praise band, they just do so, so well. And Lord, I just pray that you would just speak to us about our faith as we dive in the scripture. So Lord, we love you and we thank you for today and it's in Jesus' name, amen. Before we dive in, I, wanna, I want you to just kind of put this in the back of your thoughts. Uh, on a scale from 1 to 10, and you don't say it out loud, I want you to just kind of think on this in your heart and in your head. I want you to, to kind of gauge your faith in Jesus, your faith in Christ. On a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being like, I have utmost faith, I know He is who He says He is, and, and Ryan hasn't given me the full definition of that this morning, but uh, my faith is strong in Jesus, or all the way to like a one, you're saying, I just don't, I don't have faith in God. 
and anywhere in between. And so I want you to just kind of think on that. If you don't mind, in your head right now, think about this as we dive in to Mark chapter 5. Verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over the boat, uh, over by boat to the other side of the lake, there, remember that he's on his Galilean uh, ministry right now. Then one of the, uh, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus, uh, Jairus, excuse me, Jairus came there. Seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him. My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and lived. So Jesus went with him. So let's time out. Jesus is going around the, uh, the mountainside. He's speaking and preaching and teaching and just really in the, in the thick of his ministry as this begun. And he's just really preaching the gospel of himself. And then he goes to the other side of the lake and the crowd already was ready on him. They went around and they had walked, they hiked to get to where Jesus was. And there was probably already people there. And so this crowd circles Jesus and they just press in on him. And this guy named Jairus comes in through the crowd who's a synagogue leader. Now you need to understand, a synagogue leader was, uh, in this time, there's no specific, it doesn't say he was a priest, but being a ruler, being a leader of a synagogue, that could go anywhere from taking out the trash to performing ceremonial acts. I mean, he was in charge of a lot of things. He had a lot of things on his plate. So this guy who's a ruler of, of the synagogue, the Jewish synagogue, comes to Jesus. Now, this was different. We talked about Nicodemus before in, in John chapter 3, who came to Jesus at night. He was a ruler, or he was a priest. He was a judge, really. He comes to Jesus at night to display and ask questions about his faith. But Jairus does something different. Jairus comes during the middle of the day so that everybody around him sees him coming to and talking to Jesus. Remember, there was a big battle going on because the Jews thought Jesus was going to come on a white horse with a sword and just take everybody out. But Jesus came to flip that kingdom mindset upside down. And he places himself as a servant king. And so Jairus comes in and busts through the crowd and comes up to Jesus and says, look, my little daughter, my daughter, and when it says little daughter, she's probably about 12 years old. That's what it's, it's kind of meaning right there. My, my daughter is coming, and, or my daughter is dying, and I need you to come with me to my house so that you will heal her. And so he says in front of everybody, I have no more options. There's no more help. Jesus, I need you. And he does that and displays that in front of everyone. And we're going to skip this next part. And we're going to go to verse 35. While Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. And, he, and he, when, he, when you see words repeated that you need to understand the emphasis that's there this is a big deal that the synagogue ruler came and spoke to Jesus and then he says these words these four words that was whew, ridiculously hard to hear and he says your daughter is dead and they say to him why bother the teacher anymore she's dead She's dead. And you can imagine the, 
the face that Jairus was making, that he had so much hope and he had so much, he's so much passion to get through the crowd, the hundreds, if not thousands of people to bust through there to get to Jesus. And while he was ministering to someone else, and that's in those verses before, while he was ministering with the woman with the issue of blood, Jairus' daughter dies. And then verse 36 happens. Ignoring what they said, I love it. Jesus told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid, just believe. Don't be afraid, just believe. And so verse 37, he did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. That was the inner circle, Peter, James, and John. When they came to the house of the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. Now, you need to understand, you've probably heard this before, that at that time when someone would pass away, that there would be professional wailers that would come and, and wail and moan and, and cry out and, and, and display this act of someone dying. And that happened quick. You need to understand, girl dies, the wailers are there. And so when Jesus came, he heard the commotion. And then verse 39, he went and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. You don't laugh at Jesus. You don't laugh at Jesus because if you do, after he put them all out, he said, you guys have got to go. You're going to laugh at me, you're going to miss something big. But nah, you laugh at me, you gone. See you, bye. And he put them all out. And he took the child's father and mother and disciples that were with him. And he went with, or excuse me, he went in where the child was. And he took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kom, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. And immediately the girl stood up and walked around. She was 12 years old. See, I told you. At this they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to get, give her something to eat. Now in this story, I see two types of people that display faith. Two types of people. And if you're taking notes, these are the two things I want you to write down at the beginning. Those who possess faith and those who put down faith. Those who possess faith and those who put down faith. And faith is something that you all displayed when you came in. Everyone displays faith. Everyone has faith. Everybody, and you say, well, what do you mean? I thought faith is just towards God. No, you displayed faith. Charlie, could you hand me that, that chair for a second? I've done this illustration before. If you'll just pull it on up, up to the stage. Y'all say, hey, Charlie. hey Charlie. Charlie. That wasn't very good. Y'all say, hey Charlie. hey, Charlie. Thanks, buddy. You can just leave that there. Thanks, bud. Now, when you came in, you displayed a massive amount of faith because when you came in, you just sat right down. None of you thought to come in and go, whoa, I don't know about this chair. Oh, the back looks pretty sturdy. Legs aren't falling in. That's good. There's no tax on it anywhere no middle schoolers put tax on it yep looks good i'm gonna give it a shot i don't know about this none of you went oh man oh hey it didn't fall down 
No, you just sat right down. Some of you were hoping it would bust. I get it. But you just sat right down. You just sat right down in the chair. You didn't think about it. You, you knew that that chair was going to do exactly what it was made to do and hold you up. That's faith. That's faith. And if we put that in our Christian context, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Through faith we have been saved. And it takes that faith to trust in God. So what does faith mean? What does faith mean? So if you're writing notes down, I want you to write these down. This is, this is huge. What does faith mean? And when I was, I was searching this, I found this great definition. It was, it was kind of twofold definition. And number one is in intellectual assent. Intellectual assent. Faith is broken down into two parts, intellectual assent, and you go, what in the world does that mean? I don't, I don't really grasp what that means. So what it is, that's a head knowledge. Intellectual assent is a head knowledge. And so if we were to break it down even more, there would be a second layer to this faith, but it's not a second layer. It's kind of, they're, they're together in this, and it's trust. It's trust. And that's a heart knowledge. It's a heart knowledge. Now, has anybody seen, we have that picture, Willie. Uh, has anybody ever seen a bridge like this that, that we're about to pull up? Anybody ever seen one of these things? So has anybody ever like seen one in real life? Like that? I've, I've seen one. I've happened to, to see one of these. So you've got this valley or this chasm, these cliffs on two sides, and this bridge is going across. And what do you have to do? You have to display a massive amount of faith to get from one side to the other because the intellectual ascent says that bridge is going to do what it's made to do. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hold me up. And then it takes trust to take that first step to go across that chasm. That's faith. That's where we are and that intellectual ascent says, yeah, that'll do it. And our trust takes that first step. And for those of you who possess faith, that you possess faith in Christ, that you believe that Jesus did what he did, and you believe in what he says, and that he will do what he says he's going to do. That's faith. You believe it in your heart or in your head and you go, yeah, I can wrap my brain around that. I can wrap my brain around how someone, it's hard to understand, I don't grasp it all, but he really died for me and he really did raise from the dead and he really is coming back for me. I can, I can, I can believe that, but then that trust comes in. That trust is like, okay, God, I surrender. I give it all to you. I trust you with my whole life. I trust you with everything that I have. I trust you with my thoughts. I trust you with my being. I just, I have faith in you, God. But here's the deal. Remember I said there's people that possess faith, but there are also people that put down faith. There are people that put down faith. Now those people that put down faith will say, nah, it ain't real. You might think it's real, but it's not. 
And we see those two in this story. We see Jairus who possessed faith. He knew that if he could just get to Jesus, Jesus would heal and Jesus would protect his daughter and Jesus would help him in his time of need. But then you have this other set, this other group that when Jesus came to the scene, they laughed at him. They mocked him. They put him down. And the struggle that I have with people like that is they, they do that all the time. They say, well, this won't work. That'll never fly. How could they do that? That'll never happen. You'll never get people to come to that. Or that Bible study, you don't need to go to. Or you need to tell, you told your friend about Jesus today? That's crazy. And then they put you down. And my encouragement is for us to go back to to where we are in our faith journey. Are we at the top where we are trying to trust and we're trying to have more faith in Christ? Or are we at the bottom, wherever that number was that you're given? If it was kind of low, it might be one of those things where you're putting down the faith. You're putting down others about their faith. Because it just doesn't happen to you. You understand that. Whether you're on either side of the spectrum, you're either, you possess faith and you want to tell people about your faith or you put down faith and you want everybody else to get on your level because you think, nah, it ain't worth it. Because it, it always affects someone else. And in this case, Jairus' faith saved his daughter. Saved his daughter. And the people who put down the faith didn't get to see it. And didn't get to experience it. You see what faith does? It allows us to be a part of what God is doing. It allows us to, to, to go alongside him as he's, as he's leading. And we say, well, how do you follow someone who's beside you? Because you're holding his hand. You know, if I fall, he's going to catch me. And so four things I see in this that kind of parallel with our lives. Four things that are practical faith things that we can display. Maybe you're on the, on the spectrum on this side and you're saying, yeah, my faith is good. I struggle at times, I get it, but I'm trying to trust God more. I'm trying to relive, relive my faith and put more of my faith in Christ or I just, I just don't care. Well, these are four things that we all need to know. Four things that we all need to know about faith. Number one, we are incapable we are incapable. We can't do anything on our own. We can't do anything on our own. We're un- incapable of that. We have to put our faith in God. We have to put our trust in Jesus. We have to give him everything. We have to go, you know what? I surrender, Lord. You got it. That's a tough thing, but we have to because that leads us to number two, that we are unworthy. So we're incapable, but we're also unworthy. We're unworthy. 
Because you need to understand this holy God that can do whatever he wants, that we put our faith in, he allows us to talk to him. He allows us to be a part of his work. He allows us to be where he is. And we say, okay, God, we're unworthy. And that's what, remember what Jairus did? He bowed down. He bowed down and said, I need you, Jesus. He says, I can't do it on my, my own. I bow down to you. He fell down on his knees. And number three, if we understand that we're incapable and we understand that we're unworthy, Jesus will help. Jesus will help. Jesus will help. And we need to understand that it's his will over ours. So Jesus will help in our time of need. Sometimes that help is not how we like to see it. But regardless, he will help. And I'm so encouraged about number four. Jesus will heal. Jesus will heal. And wherever you're at today, whatever struggles you're going through, whatever pain that's going on, whatever doubts that you may have, what if today we just, we surrendered all and we say, man, Jesus, you get it all. I give it to you. I want to put my whole faith, I want to put my whole heart, I want to not just believe up here, but believe in here and follow you. Because of our faith, Jesus can make the impossible possible. Because of our faith, Jesus can make the impossible possible. And so wherever you're at and you are facing those impossible moments that you feel are so impossible, put your faith in Jesus. Put your faith in Jesus because he makes those impossible situations possible. Let's pray this morning. God, I love you and I thank you for your word and I thank you how it comes alive to us. Yeah, and we say, I, I, How do we just give it all to you, God? It just starts with just realizing, recognizing where we are and allowing you to fill in the gap and just holding your hand and walking with you every step of the way. Lord, I thank you for these teenagers. They mean so much to me. And I pray that this week that you would be with them, that you would allow them to uh, just display this faith God, I pray for tonight and our, our go teams and our D groups, Lord. I pray that these students are fed even more as we dive deeper in this chapter. God, give us, give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you have to say to us, Lord, today. And it's in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Just one more thing. Uh, we've got, I don't know if any of y'all have seen this, but we've got some new t-shirts. And so we'd love for you to snag one of those baseball tees with STS on it. And uh, I think they're 10 bucks, right, Jenny? 10 bucks. And uh, you can't get a baseball tee that cheap anywhere. So make sure you get one of those on your way out if you don't have one. Or you can come back tonight, snag one, we'll have them around. And we got some new stickers. We, uh, so I get a text the other day. Just all it was was a picture with our red STS logo on it and this black Jeep. I'm like, hey, that's Hannah. And so this random guy who, I mean, he's not a random guy. He's a friend of mine. He goes, check it out. I saw this going down the road. So that's pretty awesome. So I just put, grab a sticker, grab a sticker. Right. Love you guys. Y'all have a great morning. We'll see you upstairs. It's going to be a great day.